Renata Bernardi, and this is the Job Hunting Podcast, where I interview experts and professionals and discuss issues that are important for job hunters and those who are working to advance their careers. So make sure that you subscribe and follow, and let's dive right in. You know, I have seen so many amazing professionals give up on their job search for months or even years because of what they perceived was a rejection about them, a lackluster reception in their interest in a specific job or an interest in being promoted for a position that they were really interested in. I recently spoke to someone who took two years to recover from an initial rejection from a job she really wanted. And in fact, by what she told me, it was a great fit for her skills and experience. However, taking too long, years even, to try again takes a toll on your career and it can really affect your well-being and mental health. So today, this episode is dedicated to this wonderful person that reached out to me to tell her story and I hope that it helps you too. That's what we're going to discuss here today, and we will find ways to overcome the negative feelings so that we can move on with our career and have a great career ahead of us. So that's what we're going to discuss today, and we will find ways to overcome the negative thoughts and feelings that we have when we are job hunting and moving on with our careers. But first, let me tell you that I have a job search schedule ready for you to download. You can access it on my website. It comes in a workbook with three options for you to choose from, depending on your availability and the time you can dedicate for your job search. You can also watch a optimized job search schedule masterclass, which I have recorded to tell you how to use the optimized job search schedule. It's free. Once you've signed up, if you haven't yet, you will become part of my community. You will receive a weekly newsletter from me in your inbox every week, um, and it will help you in your job search and future career plans. Because, you know, schools and universities teach us everything except how to manage our careers. So I'm here to help you fill that gap and get you ready to achieve your professional and career goals. You can, of course, unsubscribe from my newsletter anytime, but if I were you, I wouldn't. Because this way, when you need me, a coach, to help you during a grueling time at work or a job interview coming up, or you're ready for private or group coaching, you know where to find me. I'm easily reachable. All you need to do is reply to my newsletter, or if you're ready, just go to my website and book one of my career services. It's simple, it's easy, and dare I say it, it's also fun. So going back to the topic of today's episode, so many professionals feel embarrassed when they feel that it's taking too long to find a job. They believe there is something wrong with them. They also hate, hate talking about their job search because it reveals the fact that they really don't know how to do it. Or they give up entirely on that job search and their career progression and blame everything on others. The recruiters are bad, the employers are terrible, the system is broken. And yes, I agree that there are better ways to structure recruitment and selection. And I explained before that I'm here to help you deal with what we have today and not to change the world. But in the background, I'm always telling employers and recruiters, you know, the best ways and what I think would really work better for my clients and the people that listen to this podcast. This is a really serious issue. I don't know that you and a lot of people realize how serious this is. It's worse than people think. And this is why 
The negative self-talk that comes from rejection and grieving is really bad from your brain. Studies and research have shown that exposure to that negative self-talk constant for over, let's say, 30 minutes per day or more really affects your ability to make decisions. Part, the part of your brain, it's called the hippocampus, that helps you make good decisions, good judgments. You know what this means? It means that over time, that negative self-talk that you have inside your head is making you dumber. <laughs> it's really sad, but it's slowing you down. It's making you not be as productive and efficient and not as smart as you can be, as your potential allows you to be. So what happens when you're not resilient and you have that excessive negative self-talk? First, you know, you allow rejections to get to you and you don't give permission to try again. Like what happened to that wonderful person who is an excellent professional with really great experience and skills who took two years without applying for any jobs because of that rejection for a job that she really wanted. Not being resilient means that you don't feel qualified enough or educated enough to achieve your dreams. It may also be financially taxing, not only because you're not applying for better jobs that could pay better, but also because it makes you feel like you need to go back to study. And this is what MBAs live off. <laughs> and all the master's degrees as well. You know, people think, oh, I didn't get that job. Maybe it, I'm missing a master's. Maybe I'm missing an MBA in my resume. Let me go back to study. And then you invest, what, 50, 100, $200,000 on a degree that you may not need in order to get a job. I mean, I'm all for further studies. I love learning. Love of learning is one of my top strengths. But it doesn't mean that because you got a rejection, you need to go back to study. It's important for you to be kind to yourself, to put yourself first. But it also means that you have to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Maybe you've been in a situation like me where you had to pick and choose between two people. You had maybe you were a part of a recruitment and selection process. Try, try to remember how hard it was for you to choose between two great candidates or three or four amazing people. I have had that situation happen to me in my career so many times. It is heartbreaking. I used to be the CEO of an organization that recruited and selected individuals and gave them amazing scholarships. I'm talking a lot of money to fund them to live their dreams. And people that applied for those excellent, prestigious scholarships were excellent at what they do to choose 10 or 15 it was usually how many we could afford to um, invest in was really hard and the ones that missed out sometimes there was nothing wrong with them it was just a combination of factors maybe they weren't you know at their best on the day of the interview the interview format and the selection panel format is flawed because of that or maybe it wasn't uh, we had too many candidates that were pursuing the same line of research and study so we couldn't choose all of them lots of factors come into play and it has nothing to do with your ability to actually do the job. You also have to put yourself first in the sense that what advice would you give if this was happening to your best friend? 
You wouldn't tell your friend to stop looking for work and stay home and do nothing. You would be the best friend for that friend. And I want you to be your best friend and help you and find the right words, the the positive self-talk to make you get up and go and try again. You know, people don't normally set out to hurt your feelings and destroy your dreams. That's not why selection processes happen, the recruitment process happens. They have other agendas. Their decision was really not about you at all. As much as it hurts not to be chosen for a job that you really wanted, people had other things in mind when when they were making decisions. It doesn't mean that they don't like you. And it really just means that you have to keep going and try again. I've just finished watching the Australian Open and I know that all of the players that reached the semifinals, the quarterfinals and even the ones at the beginning of the process had the potential to win. And the fact that they didn't win the Australian Open this year in 2022 does not mean they're not going to win their next championships, their next tournaments. They will just keep on playing. That sentiment and that mindset is the mindset of the job hunter, the executive job hunter. That's why I like to make those analogies with sport. I think sometimes as executives, we missed out on that important um, muscle training, the training that muscle of resiliency, the muscle of the mindset that makes you win. And we uh, we shy away from that as executives in the corporate, nonprofit and public sectors. And I think it's because on the day-to-day of our jobs, we need to be collegial and we need to work as part of a team and compromise and be diplomatic. But when you're applying for jobs, it's a different game that you play. And it's okay to be competitive. You respect the process. You respect your candidates and the system that allows you to apply for promotions and job opportunities. But you also keep your mindset playing as if you were in a competition. So that if you stumble and fall for the first application, you get up and go again for the second and the third and so on. So here are some strategies to overcome this negative feeling, this hurt that comes from the rejections of going through a job search. First of all, don't accept the first rejection as a reason to stagnate or to procrastinate, okay? So make sure that you have your mindset set on getting where you want to go. Reflect on what has happened. Try to get as much feedback as you can. We know that feedback is not very common these days and we all wish that we had more feedback but there's a lot that you can learn from the way that you've applied did you take too long to apply did you um, maybe not send the best resume and cover letter was this job really a, a good fit for you did you show that fit maybe book a time to discuss these things with me because just uh, and a, somebody like me, a coach, that is not an emotionally attached to the job might shed some light really quickly and make you speed up your process of recovering. And that reflection can be very strategically used for your next job application so that it enhances and you can incrementally get better and better. Or sometimes you can just springboard into a whole completely different ball game um, by working with a coach, being mentored and getting a team around you. You know, a fellow career coach, JT O'Donnell, wrote that he believed that revisiting and refreshing your job routine is a great strategy to get over a rejection. He wrote, face up to the fact that something is wrong with your strategy. 
you need a new experience, you need to create new habits, you need to access new resources, you need to surround yourself with new people. Change up what you're doing and who you are doing it with. So this is one more reason for you to accept my invitation to download the optimized job set schedule. Go to the show notes to access the link, or you can go to my website, renatabernardi.com, R-E-N-A-T-A-B-E-R-N-A-R-D-E.com, and you will find the information there to download it. Recalibrate and have the courage to try again. When looking for work, it's crucial that you appear excited and energized. It's really impactful when we, when somebody walks into an interview and they are excited, their body language shows it. Everything about them says, I want this opportunity. Thank you for seeing me. So listen to my previous episode, that's 119, about giving yourself a good break and separation from your job search. Then come back swinging and you will, you know, notice the difference in your energy level. Also, give yourself options. Instead of only have one option, one goal, one type of job, maybe take the time to develop a range of opportunities that you can live with. Sometimes clients think that I will tell them to only focus on one type of job application or one course for their careers, when in fact, my coaching is all about minimizing risk and playing a very long game. Playing a long game means that you can take sidesteps and experiment and take time out because you know where you want to go. You have that focus, so it's okay to compromise at times so that you can move on and put one step in front of the other and get out of a a rut. So it's really important. The last thing I wanted to say to help you overcome the hurt and the procrastination and the stagnation of a rejection is don't waste your time perfecting something before you start your job search. Don't think that because you didn't get that first job or a few jobs that you've applied for, you need to be perfect the next time you try. In fact, it's really important to have a sample, a sample of applications that didn't go well so that you can look back and think, okay, what is it that worked well? Where did I actually reach the first or the second or the third bottleneck in the recruitment and selection process? And then you repeat those things and you remove from your job applications the things that didn't go well. That's how you learn and that's how you make your job application better and better. You have to optimize your job search and career plans for success. And you will only optimize it if you do those exercises. And frankly, I'd like you to consider getting a team around you because sometimes doing it on your own, it's just emotionally really taxing because you're too close to the things that you want and cannot emotionally detach from them. That's why working with a coach can really help. And if you can't afford that, at least try to find a mentor within your sector and your profession that can help you understand the ins and outs of how to progress in your career. I hope that this episode has helped you and shed some light and motivated you to move ahead with your goals and don't stagnate. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you thought about this episode in one of my social media channels or just reply to my emails if you're a subscriber to my newsletter. Have a great week and I will see you at the next episode. Bye.